want is an opportunity. This is America, ain't it? Who the fuck's stopping you? This is Bootlegging, where each week we will discuss HBO's original series, Boardwalk Empire. Grab a glass of your favorite libation, and let's do a little chin-wagging. And we are back. I'm gonna I'm gonna shut the ants down just a little <laughs> bit, and I'm gonna I, I've decided I'm gonna sporadically input the ants. So it's a yeah, it's, it's a, a good idea. It's a surprise every time. That way, and maybe we can hold on to some of our listeners <laughs> <laughs> besides you and my wife that listens. So oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we are back. Uh, this is bootlegging a Boardwalk Empire podcast, and this is your host Colton. And this is Chris. And we are here today to talk about the second episode of the fourth season, yep. uh, Resignation. Now, um, any dirty, like any cleaning house that you need to talk about, anything like that, anything new that's been going on since the last episode? Um, no, not really. Um no, I I did turn in my final project for school today, so that was uh, glad to have that off my fucking plate. <laughs> so you're saying we can now record three or four episodes a week? Excellent. Exactly. Oh my yeah, god, no, I cannot imagine. I still, yeah, I, <laughs> I still have kids, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will be too, so you can't. Unfortunately, <laughs> they still exist yeah, here you... in the house and. There's still uh, another 13 years before one of those graduates yeah, from well, school. So I need them to stop being just moochers and get a job and <laughs> let you let you live your best life. So <laughs> uh, I don't have anything on my end. Uh, so uh, I feel like there's something I want to add, but. There's not. So we can just get into it, I guess, uh, for this cool. episode. Um, now, before I, I get into the actual title of the episode, I'd forgotten mm -hmm. to do this with last week's. I wanted to do the IMBD kind of breakdown storyline oh, yeah. of the episode. Um, so for this one, it is, uh, as we'd already said, it's res resignation. <clears throat> uh, Van Alden is ordered to keep tabs on Al Capone. Dr. Valentin Narcisse clashes with Chalky and Nucky. Agent Knox aligns himself with J. Edgar Hoover. Harrow, uh, what is this? Harrow fails to finish a job. Eddie demands uh, promotion. Nucky leaves for Florida. <coughs> now, sorry about that. That's actually a pretty good one. The only yeah. issue I have with it is if you had read this Prior to watching that episode, <clears throat> you would first be spoiled knowing that J. Edgar Hoover is in it, which was kind right. of a big deal. Which is kind of a big thing. Yeah. I was super surprised. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> there he is. <laughs> so, because some of the stuff they even mention in it, like, you're kind of like, who is this kid? And yeah. then when he says something about Hoover, you're like, wait, is this the same Hoover I'm talking about? This is, yeah. <laughs> and then the one guy even says, like, Edgar, which I'm like, okay, first off, it's Jay, but... <laughs> Uh, all of his homies call him Jay, but <laughs> as he is known around my house. <laughs> um, the other thing I have is they they even mentioned that uh, Doctor Narcisse clashes with Chalky. Well, Chalky, well, that's true. But can't we also just say Doctor Narcisse is introduced? Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, he's um, he's introduced. He's um, 
Well, and we'll get into it, but uh, I feel like this is going to be the uh, he's he's the stir the stir stick this season. He's going to be stirring some shit up. Right. I was going to say like it's it's probably okay. We'll get into. It. I was going to say it's not a surprise. Yeah. We'll talk about that in a second. Then. Yeah. Um. Okay. So first, then, what did you get from the title of the episode? Um. Not much. I didn't know who to um who to associate that with. Um. From from the from the start of the episode, okay. Uh, I thought maybe it was going to have something to do with the politics involved. It actually didn't have terribly too much right. to do with the politics. Um, but yeah, that's that's what I thought was going to happen. I, other than the obvious of um, uh, uh, Eddie in his resignation letter, mm-hmm. but that's still that is a very very minor storyline. Right. To name an entire episode after that. Right. I feel like there's so much more you could have named this episode after that I don't think it's just that. But I say that I can't figure out why else they named it that. Well, and uh, thinking about it, um, because I did, I I tried to take the uh, title into consideration. Um, After watching the episode, I think um, it it did specifically uh, refer to Eddie. Mm-hmm. But um, there's also uh, a lot of characters that were very resigned um, within themselves. So we had Chalky having to, um, you know, kind of hold back his, okay. his, uh, his emotions. We have Richard, who is starting to be a bit more resigned in himself and his character. Okay. Um, we had, um, there was another example that I was thinking about. Uh, oh man. Well, I can't think of it. It'll it'll probably come back to me once we start talking about the episode. Huh. But, um, you know, I, I started seeing that kind of thing, and and maybe that maybe that has something to do with it. Uh, no, that's a really know. good observation. I didn't even think about that. Um, these they're the characters that are removing themselves from a certain situation, or right. Um, from that moment, or that's a really good observation. I honestly did not click those together. I can see that. I could definitely see that being the name of it. You have a bunch of characters kind of removing themselves from what you expected to be happening. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> okay. Um. So with nothing else, let's go ahead and get into it. Uh, now I have it broken down into four epi- or four uh, storylines. Uh, Nucky, obviously, he's every episode. Uh, right. Chalky, who I figure is the biggest of this um, episode. Yeah. <clears throat> Agent Michael Shannon and um, uh, Great Bye Buffalo. <laughs> <clears throat> Golly, and now yes, Agent um or I'm sorry, Chalky and Richard. I put as the biggest storylines. I yeah. feel like their characters moved and progressed along the most. And so uh, for this first half, I just want to go ahead and talk about the more minor storylines that are happening in this, which is Nucky and Agent Michael Shannon. Mm-hmm. Not that their storylines are minor, because they're definitely not minor storylines. Right, right. <clears throat> um, I want to I want to go ahead and I guess first just start with Nucky's because I actually consider Nucky's the storyline the least progressed out of all of them in this episode. Yeah, yeah, I feel like that too. Okay, so the main talking points, and I really honestly don't have that much on Nucky, is honestly the majority of his stuff for this episode. I have it as just his issue with Eddie and right. that's honestly about it is 
from the moment we see him, it, it's the it, Eddie isn't cooking the eggs right. The eggs are done over right. over hard versus over easy. Which, by the way, what's the best way to take eggs? Uh, over easy. Mm, I'm trying to think if I can agree to that. I think I can. Think yeah. over over easy with a piece of toast. You soak that shit yeah, up. Mm. Exactly. Yep, I'm gonna yep. agree. Definitely not over hard. <laughs> who the fuck eats over yeah, hard? Who, who does that? That's a. Ugh. Why don't you just boil it if you're gonna do that? Just boil the egg. And yeah. That way. Oh, <laughs> I just the thought Take of the that. Yolk. Uh, yeah, exactly. Can you? Like, <laughs> if you're eating it over hard, you might as well eat it. Yeah, just a hard boiled egg. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> Disgusting. I'm not a hobo on a train. No, I don't need all that. Um, so Eddie's not cooking the eggs right. Um, <laughs> okay, and I did. This is a sound. I don't know. Everybody has that little tick. You know that sound that annoys people. Uh-huh. A knife on dry toast drives oh, me. Oh my gosh! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> When Nucky is sitting there putting that butter shit out of that bread, <laughs> I lost it. I'm sitting there watching it, and I'm just like wanting to yell at him, be like, "Can you just put some jam or something yeah, on that?" Because like, get more butter on that knife because oh that is creeping. That my fucking ears are dying. That is no different than like cutting like cardboard with scissors or something like that. <laughs> I cannot stand that sound. Oh my fucking god. Yeah, it's funny that you're doing that because <laughs> it was super exaggerated for some reason. <laughs> it's just, I wish I could do it. It's, like, <laughs> it's so loud. <laughs> oh my god. Um, so Eddie's he's uh, apparently not he's not preparing the food right, and he's b- making the biggest scene in the most Eddie way possible because he's like intentionally <laughs> like doing stuff like when he's like pouring the coffee, it's like chee, 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 yeah, he's like shaking like crazy. <laughs> it's like oh. Uh, is there something wrong, Eddie? <laughs> <laughs> and of course he can't say anything. Yeah, yeah. Until then, when uh, Ducky goes to the mayor, because the mayor's building a church or something. Yeah, it's like a, yeah, I think it's a church with a school, something like that. I could not figure out what it was they were building. Even in, yeah. at the very end, I could not figure exactly out what it was. I think it's a church. Yeah. Um. He goes and visits the the mayor, and the, like the mayor's like he's I guess short on his payments or something to Nucky. Right. And Eddie is he like asks Eddie what he thinks, and Eddie goes into like this like <laughs> whole thing, which I he was like the most German like storyteller like like thing. Like yeah. he's he's in the dreams of children. Yeah. <laughs> Like, what is he talking about? The earth and the skies. Everything is Nucky. (laughs) Nucky is everywhere. (laughs) And then we find out after that that he wants to uh, resign because he feels that Nucky doesn't respect him. Yeah, which doesn't take him seriously. Does yeah, yeah. Which I mean, surprise, right? <laughs> yeah, we've 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 kind of touched on that plenty of times in the past. That it's like, dude, this is your like confidant. This is the number one guy. He took a bullet for you, man. Yes, like, this dude should be doing more than just serving you fucking breakfast. <laughs> He's taking a bullet for him. He has lied for him. He has protected him. He has protected mm-hmm. his family, yep. like. And you fucking let Mickey Doyle have more responsibility. Yeah, right. <laughs> no hate on Mickey Doyle, but really, like you give <laughs> you give Mickey Doyle more respect and more 
like like responsibility than you give to mm-hmm. Eddie, and that makes no sense. And because it's not like Eddie's an idiot by any means. Like obviously, if right. you entrusted Eddie with something, he's gonna make sure that it gets done. Yeah, yeah. So I can't figure out why he has done this for the longest, other than maybe he just feels that like he's just comfortable with Eddie. I I I don't know. Yeah. Or and I kind of I kind of always felt that it was more of just um, he didn't want to get him involved with it just because he always thought of Eddie as you know kind of as uh, it's kind of the only family he really has anymore. Okay, is Eddie? So he didn't want to get him too deeply involved in the uh, in his business because he knows exactly what happens to people that get involved in this business. So. True. <laughs> So maybe that's it, maybe not, but um, that's that's kind of what I felt. Okay. And really, the, then the last thing I have on this on the storyline is with Nucky is uh, he finally then begins to trust. We see at the very end he's allowing Nettie, Eddie to basically be his courier or his. Um, yeah, he's he's being sent to uh, Florida because um, they have some business uh, there in Florida. Which oh, um, I don't know if uh, we want to. We can bring go this up. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, in, in Nucky's uh, storyline, but um, they mentioned earlier um, uh, in a visit at uh, to the to the still that uh, Nucky has to go to Florida for. Business. Oh yes, what is it that he's doing in Florida? We don't know exactly yet. Okay, it's, I didn't think so. Um, didn't really... He just says something about. He does say something about. Um. What is it? He says something about rum or something like that, and a, a new advent, a new venture or something. Right, right. And he had the maps and everything, but I'm, I guess we're still not one hundred percent sure what it is that he's uh, looking at Florida for. Right. Um. So yeah, he mentions that uh, at the still, and at that time, he's actually meeting with um, the uh, oh, who is he? He's not the director. He's like the. Um, oh yeah, he's no, he is. He's the. Uh, uh, is he's he, not a director. I think he's he the was, director of the of the treasury or the 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 uh, pro prohibition department for the treasury. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, he was Agent Michael Shannon's direct correct uh, superior. Um, so he's been in the show before, uh, but now we see that he's there at still with Nucky discussing business. It's like, oh, okay, well, I didn't know you were this crooked right <laughs> you're right there with him making deals and you know we again see um uh mr broccoli shits uh the <laughs> you know, baby face broccoli shits is his name um, <laughs> what? what who is wait, wait, hold on we Okay, did, we have a did good... they not did they not introduce him i'm pretty sure it was broccoli uh, baby face broccoli shits that was that was his name what <laughs> Because he's so green, he looks like shits after broccoli. <laughs> oh my god, this is the best nickname we have. Oh my god. So he's baby face broccoli shits. He's like a Dick Tracy villain. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> I'm assuming you're talking about Agent Fort Knox, but. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> I am gonna. That is that is the best nickname, and we are sticking with this. <laughs> we have Agent Michael Shannon, and who is no longer an agent, but now yeah, we also no. have Agent Broccoli Shit, <laughs> Agent Babyface Broccoli, Agent Babyface Babyface Broccoli Shit. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, 
B, what is it? What would that be? B, BFBS? <laughs> okay, so yes. Um, but he's there. <laughs> oh my god. He, and he, he meets with Nucky finally because he's uh, taking over for um, uh, fucking the, Creep Stash. Yeah. Um, who who he murdered. We know that, but you know, Nucky doesn't know this. Technically, so. he didn't murder him. He, oh, he didn't. He didn't. He pointed. He he essentially pointed at a gun and said, "Hey, that's not loaded. I dare you to shoot yourself with it." Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> There's a gun behind there. Don't open the door. Don't open the door. But if you open the door, you'll win a prize. That was yeah, essentially right? what happened. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, um, so yeah, the you know he's taken over for for uh, for the old guy who, who was you know Agent Michael Shannon's old partner. Yeah. Um, and um, yeah, that's that's kind of where we leave off there. Um, you know, obviously, you get the idea, you get the sense that uh, well, obviously, this guy's gonna um, gonna betray Nucky because. That's what he do so far. <laughs> that's, that's all. Yeah. All we, well, that's all we've seen him do. <laughs> and I had actually forgotten to put this in my notes because we can add that on then with Nucky's storyline is, uh, yeah. So we we yeah exactly what you're saying. We're finding out that the director is more corrupt than we had originally thought. Mm-hmm. And then this new agent, uh, BFBS, is <laughs> also an informant. For the Bureau of Investigations, because the FBI is not around yet. So the, right. the FBI is still in... I believe the FBI came about... Oh, I think it was about 10 years after this show, if I remember correctly. Okay. So right now it's the Bureau of Investigation, which is J. Edgar Hoover. And yes. um, which is the, 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 the precessor to the FBI. Um, right. And... We, yeah, that's where we find out he's been now. He's not just who he is, but he's so deep undercover that fucking Stephen Root can't even catch it. Right, right. Because Nucky calls, uh, does his background checks on on um, BFBC. Or, I'm sorry, <laughs> BFBS. Um, and even in the background checks with with fucking Stephen Root, who knows everyone. Uh, he, you know, corroborates, uh, the guy's background that he right. Nucky about himself and coming from Idaho or wherever the fuck he came from, yeah. Silver Springs, something <laughs> like that. Um, and yeah, yeah. Like, like you said, I mean, to, to be so deep that even Steven Root doesn't, uh, you know, can't find dirt on you. That's pretty good. That's because he has it on everybody else. Like, yeah, exactly. That's insane. On senators on. Yeah. Everybody. <laughs> exactly. And so we find he's in cahoots with, or he is an undercover agent for Hoover. Yeah. And Hoover is in Hoover's being Hoover at this point. Right. right. Like this is what Jay Edgar was known for is you, and in in you they couldn't have even said it better in this. Whenever he's like, I need to talk to my lawyer or something like that. Hoover even says, Nope, there's no lawyers, there's no nothing. That's yeah, right. That is who Jay Edgar was. I am the lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, which by the way, how old was Hoover? Do you know at this time period? Uh, the dude that they got looked young as fuck. So um, I have no idea. If but... I am remembering correctly, if I did my math right on this. Hoover was the director of the Bureau of Investigations at 30. Jesus. 
Can you imagine that? Can you and me are both over thirty? I'm not going to say our names. We old as dirt, but <laughs> he is thirty. Can you imagine being in charge of one of the most powerful government organizations? Yeah, screw that, dude. At thirty, I'm not even in charge of like <laughs> anything now at work. <laughs> like <laughs> that, that's what's yeah, no, and I don't want to be. <laughs> I can't even understand that, but yeah. So you have that, and, and then you have uh, the the young kid that's uh, the uh, undercover agent. But that's what they're yeah, doing right. is they're basically collecting all this information to essentially bring down who they view as the bad people. Because even like the guy even makes that little like comment to him. He's like Edgar. He's like, why can't they uh, just tell the truth or something like that? And he goes on his little mightier than thou speech of yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's all I have really for Nucky's storyline for this episode. Um, cause like I said, there wasn't a lot. So right. we obviously, well, I mean, oh, go we, we kind of, we kind of skipped back. Did we, did we finally say that, uh, yeah, at the end there, uh, Nucky, um, decides to in charge, um, Eddie with going to Florida for Correct. him instead. Uh, which is yeah, that that's where we kind of branched off into this storyline is that he was planning on going to Florida. Instead, he has Eddie um, take that part over, and you know, gives him more responsibilities. A lot, a see. lot more responsibilities. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I guess Eddie's going to be a Florida Eddie here for a little <laughs> bit while he's setting up operations down there, um, getting things started. Uh, Next episode, he's got like a gold chain. Yeah, <laughs> just like, exactly. He's like super tanned, like a gold chain, just wearing like a speedo. Just fucking uh, got a Cuban accent. And just reeks of Bahama Berry. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, um, I did want to. Uh, I did want to. Just a little piece of trivia. Um, so. Stephen Root, uh, Jimmy James, right? Um, he actually did play J. Edgar Hoover in another HBO movie called All the Way. So I thought that was kind of funny. No way! <laughs> like not too not in not too distant past. Uh, that was just a couple of years back. I was like, oh shit, that's funny. Why didn't they just get Stephen Root to be J. Edgar Hoover? But they needed a younger person. Can you imagine <laughs> him playing J. Edgar Hoover and Gaston Means, and yeah, then right. <laughs> both of them in the same room? Oh my god, I will pay money. I will pay HBO to make that moment, <laughs> please. <laughs> um, so that's all that I have for that uh, that little storyline. Because, like I said, uh, next episode there's a lot more. Nucky storyline, um, yeah. and I mean, and you can you can gather that from this that something big is yeah, about to yeah. start he's, happening. He's been setting something up. So, uh, so the next small storyline I have for this first half is Agent Michael Shannon, mm-hmm. who finally because we didn't get to see him last episode, Great White Buffalo. Yes, finally. Now, uh, he is okay. First off, it's um. He's turning into like a collector for um yes yeah, um Obanias Obanias men okay he's doing not not just even a collector because he's also delivering flowers to people right. you know like the like what the, like what Capone did he would hand out turkeys and Thanksgiving and stuff like right. that Banya's right. doing the same thing he's like you know getting nice with certain people and then certain people is collecting money from and we like also find out that he is lacking on money. 
because his wife, I'm assuming, is yeah. it seems it, that's what it seems like at least she's spending money faster than he can make it. Yes, and yeah, she's this remodeling the house and well, they buying, built the they built the house. Yeah, okay, that's I, I thought that's I, I thought I heard that. So yeah, they they built a house which I guess they got. Which okay, I, I thought it was kind of funny that we had this. Um, where, where is she from? Den Denmark? Uh, uh, Sweden? Uh, Sweden? Or I think she's from Sweden. So, okay, so I thought it was funny that she ta- she was talking about like this house that you buy in a box and you put it together. I was like, so this is an <laughs> IKEA house? Like what the fuck? Is- <laughs> <laughs> This is like the first Ikea. All right, cool. <laughs> Can you imagine? If Michael Shannon, like when he first walks into the living room, he just is like, he goes to sit down on the couch and he's like, what are all these random screws still? Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, everyone comes with like five extra screws. There are extra parts. <laughs> Damn it. Oh my God. <laughs> Why is this peg not sticking out right? <laughs> This couch will never last more than a year. I don't know why yeah, you bought right. it. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's, that's funny. That's really funny, actually. Uh, it's so Now, I say she's the one spending the money, but also kind of wonder because Agent Michael Shannon got into this predicament originally because he didn't have enough money. Remember when what? he was hooking up with Lucy and he got her pregnant, but he was also still married. He didn't have right. enough money, and that's why he originally became corrupt. And now he's no longer corrupt. Te- technically, I'm using quotations on that because he is now fully in line with Obanya. Yeah. And Obanya is apparently paying him enough money that he can build a fucking house. But yeah, even right? even Banya says something along the lines of it's just never enough for you or something like that. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know if it's him and he can't tell somebody no or – if he is just honestly just wasting his fucking money, like I don't, yeah, yeah, I don't get it. I don't be, I don't know because I don't ever see him out just splurging money. So I really don't know. Yeah, and he he also did, oh you know I didn't really think about that. Yeah, I mean uh, hopefully something will come of that. I I just started developing theories in my head about what's going on there, but um, yeah, it is. It is kind of odd when he was saying that, like, "Well, we we can't afford this furniture. What are you doing buying buying all this these couches? We have chairs, perfectly good chairs, right here. We don't need a <laughs> sofa." <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so yeah, that was a bit odd to see that, uh, considering you know he is now part of this gangster underworld where the money is flowing. So right. So. She's basically telling him, like, he needs to be more of a man without using those exact words Mm -hmm. and provide more. Right. And so Banya is now entrusting him to go undercover, kind of, but not exactly because it's not fully undercover into Capone's meeting because because Capone asked for people to come in. Yes. And this is a whole... um, like from history, this is the whole when uh, worker rights were the unions and stuff like that were first uh, boycotting for workers' rights for uh, okay. um, proper. This is the beginning of that whole thing, you know the the forty hour work week p- yeah, being paid eight, eight eight yeah yeah exactly. That's what this whole like thing is getting kind of set up for. Okay. Um. Now, I don't know if you noticed this, but I actually have it in my notes about this when Capone. 
confronts Michael Shannon because he recognizes him mm-hmm. as the guy that was there, as the guy that was from the other meeting and stuff like that, and then the guy that was selling the booze and uh, the neighborhood because maybe he like right. takes like the fork and puts it against him and all that. Um, when Cap- when Capone and his brother are talking to him, Michael Shannon looks fucking huge. Yeah, he does. Next to them, <laughs> I don't know if they intentionally made his outfit make like. You know, extenuate like cert- certain parts or something. Yeah, his jacket, like his shoulders were super like squared up, and he had a big hat on. Yeah, his he did, he his look head really looked, big. and and not to like downplay Michael because I look, I actually looked at, it, I was like, how tall is this dude in real life? He is six six foot three, so he is a he is okay. a big dude because uh, Henry Cavill, worst Superman ever. Is six foot two, and I was like, okay, so General Zod is bigger than Superman, which makes sense. So right, <laughs> um, but he is six foot three. But I'm like, okay, he is a tall guy. But I was like, but like photos you see of him, he's not like a a physically empowering no. big guy. He's no, proportionally no, big, but in yeah. this, the dude just looks massive. Yeah. And I don't know if they're intentionally or maybe it was just happened to be the outfit he was wearing. But I have a feeling that they intentionally did that because they're trying to show how much bigger he is yes. than everybody else. Yeah, I think so. Um, So they um, Shannon and Capone, they have their words. Uh, we we're seeing that Capone's older brother, uh, I believe it's uh, Fr- Frank, if I remember correctly, is it Frank. I cannot remember. Now. I think it's I think it's Frank. Frank is kind of the level head of the Capones. He's the one that's kind of like like yeah. Al's like kind of still still somewhat hot headed. He's right pissed off that uh, Shannon hasn't come to work for him. Yeah, and yeah, Frank's like, well, no, that he's here to help out. Like like give the dude a chance, essentially. Right. And so they go to their um, meeting. Their um, the I. I was it the Democrat? I was either the Democrat or I don't even know who it was. It's a politician talking. Right. And they're there to cause havoc, which is a.k.a. busting up knuckles. Piece the shit out of people. <laughs> yeah. If which only is... <laughs> American politics was back to that. So. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, God. <laughs> Let's just get this political climate any hotter than it already is. <laughs> um. Now, and, and that's kind of the end of it because we see even... Shannon kind of get like creepy at this point because like he gets hit and then he hits someone else and he kind of does that weird like animalistic like yeah yeah somebody somebody takes a chair to him uh fucking WWE style literally like takes a chair to his face um gets him all bloody and stuff and then yeah Frank comes I think it's Frank that comes yeah. and picks him back up and like hey man get it you know get up you're doing good whatever he says to him and yeah he just kind of keeps. He's like, like, just hulking out on people. Like, he chases down another dude to go club him <laughs> with his, I don't know what the fuck, the butt, wooden butt plug that he had. I don't know what the hell that was. <laughs> just, uh, uh, I think he's called a political stick. <laughs> um, but he, yeah, he did because he even has like this weird like facial expression where it's yeah. just kind of like. Like it's fight or flight, but for him, there's no such thing as flight. It's literally yeah, just, right. <laughs> just fight. Just go fuck people up. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> and and that's I mean, but that's even where his story ends. We don't know anything else outside of that from him, other than this is where it ends, and we're 
basically trying to figure out now where he's going to be at because he's already obviously impressed the Capones and he's also impressed Banya because he's doing Banya's job yeah or where he's doing the job that Banya and not Banya's job he's doing the job that Banya asked him to do um that's all I have on his story yeah that's all I can think of um yeah, yeah, that covers pretty much all of it. Okay, so um, we actually did this first half fast. Holy shit. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, now, what do you see? So let me go ahead and ask you then now instead of at the very end, while mm-hmm. it's still fresh on your head, what do you think is going to be happening with Nucky and Florida? Um, I don't know. You know, we, we've kind of had hints. Um, I think that some uh, Caribbean rum is coming up through florida okay I mean, that's that's uh but the, lime the most logical place for that to happen the, um, the lime and the coconut yeah exactly <laughs> and drink it all up that's it i was like what's and the next some, part of it <laughs> and maybe some um maybe some cubans coming in cuban okay cigars that'd be cool uh, just as a little little plus but um yeah there's obviously got to be some uh you know there the, the um the landscape for bootlegging has gotten rough over the last couple of years. We've right. seen that happen. Um, they've already been looking for new sources because getting whiskey from Canada is not working out. They right. had all the trouble with um, Jip, you know, and, and it's too easy for people to steal steal this uh, this alcohol, bringing it in through roads and stuff like that. So right, going to untapped markets, going to going to Florida, see if we can. Um, Get some fresh, fresh liquor coming in through there. Okay. And with uh, Shannon, where do you think that's going? Um, I still feel like um, his connection to the treasury is not over. Um, I, I feel like he still has some kind of um, loyalty that he wants to hold on to. Um, and I feel like... Um, Maybe seeing people like uh, uh, BFBS coming in <laughs> and J. Edgar Hoover, like these real fucking straight laced, I am here to get this shit done people taking taking over the Bureau. Um, I think maybe Michael Shannon is going to uh, start wanting to get back into that game okay. later on. Maybe not, but it would be cool to see that. It'd be cool to see his uh, his character arc, his redemption Okay. All right. Um, All right. Well, that's all I have for this first half. Uh, We're going to take a quick little break. And when we come back, we're going to be talking about uh, Chalky and Richard. Sounds good. She told me that I'm not enough. And she left me with a breath. And we are, ooh, 
I said I wasn't going to do the ands anymore, and I hit them hard. <laughs> you can't help it. I really can't. <laughs> I did not mean to hit that one hard like that. Okay. <laughs> and we are back. Oh, man, I feel bad for the listeners. I'm sorry about that, guys. I'm, I, I, I swear I'm really trying to actually calm it down on the ants. Uh-huh. Don't you ever apologize for that. <sighs> yeah, no, I, don't, I, I, I take back that apology. I'm sorry I apologized. <laughs> so we are back for the second half where we are going to be talking about Chalky and uh, Richard's storyline, which – so this is one of the things I love about Boardwalk Empire, and it's kind of the same way with Game of Thrones did did this – Six Feet Under 100% did this. A lot of HBO shows do this. You have your main character, which mm-hmm. is obviously this. It's who? It's Nucky, right? Right. The show is – I mean his fucking face is the the uh, uh, the only person that's visible in the opening credits yeah, we talked the, about. Credits, yeah. You can – he may be in I think – and I'm not, not going to swear by this. I think he is in every episode. I could be wrong by that, but I do believe he is 100% in every episode. So. Yeah, but it doesn't mean he's always the star of the episode. Right, right. And HBO, I definitely will say, will do that with their shows. Just because somebody is the star of the show doesn't mean that they're the star of every episode. Right. Which me personally, I kind of like it. Oh yeah, yeah. And it gives it, it gives it diversity of of story and uh, character development. It's uh, it keeps it yes. fresh. And this and this episode is a prime example of that. Yeah. So um, I want to start with Richard's story first. Be- okay. I feel that Richard is the longest story, and I feel that there's a lot that happens in it. But mm. I believe that Chalky's is the most important of the episodes. Yeah, yeah, a lot happens there. <clears throat> so with Richard's story, it's we're going to start with that he's home with his sister, um, uh, Emma. And we find right. out that his dad has apparently it sounds like his his father has recently passed away. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I thought this was kind of like an interesting conversation that him and his sister were having because I even I, I actually put it down in my notes that this is this is so like this is writing that is real. Like, you, you know, when you read like um, like certain like people when they're writing, you're reading and you're like, OK, like nobody would really have a conversation like right, this. Right. right. Uh, Stephen King. I, uh, I can't remember. Do you like Stephen King or not? I've only read like one of his books. OK, so <laughs> ever <laughs> the thing I like about Stephen King is um, he, there's certain there, I'm not a huge Stephen King like fanatic. I've read a bunch of his stories, mm-hmm. but I'm not like an advocate. Like I think he's like th- like this greatest author ever, or anything like that. Right. But one of the things I really like about Stephen King is his conversations that he can write are very realistic. It is like as you're reading, you're oh, like yeah. I can see this being a real conversation that somebody's having, and the writers I think do a really good job and and that. The reason I'm saying that is Emma and Richard are talking and he says something along the lines of, oh, so you got the stone or something like that. And he's like, yeah, he's like, um, I think she says something about the father's death. And he's like, oh, he's like um, he actually was born in, in 1895 or whatever it was. He says, right. He's like, I, he's like, he didn't want mom to know he was actually that much older. And then she says right. something along the lines. So he's like, well, the stone's already made. Uh, it's too late for that. Yeah. I, I love that though because I was like, you know what? That's a real. That is something a real conversation would really yeah, happen. I was like, well, whatever, dude. I, 
can't do anything about that. You, so, well, uh, <laughs> and it's and it's not only that; it's also you found something out about your your dad that you didn't know. Yeah, you know, it's just, right. It was it's the same thing. I remember whenever my um, the most recent person to pass away in my in my life was my grandpa. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of one of my grandparents, one of my uh, grandfathers, he passed away. Oh God, about seven or eight years ago, and. Hearing my mom and my uh, uncles tell stories, one of my uncles mentioned a story about my grandpa and something that he had done. And I, I'm not just going to go into too much detail, but it was just something that he had done with them. And my mom was like, no, like daddy would never have done anything like that. And uh, he was like, no, like this is what happened. And it, it like blew my mom away where she was like, I never <laughs> knew about that. But that's what really happens when death happens. You find out all these yeah, random right? things, whether good or bad, you know, in yeah. people's lives. Yeah. It's just one of those notes that of why I love this show so much. It's writing like that. It doesn't mean a lot to the show, but I think it means a lot to the audience. Yeah. It, and that's what yeah. sucks you in. It gives a con- yeah, I was going to say it gives a connection uh to the people watching to to have that kind of realism and uh that kind of uh yeah realism yeah the 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 characters feel more like real people right and especially for this type of character of all the one with a half a face and all of that like exactly you're making him the most realistic character at this point which is great uh so we find out that it's been you know it it, the, the dad's recently died and they're having some problems when it comes to money and stuff like that um, I believe they haven't paid taxes. We, they're, they're, this does happen in the conversation because the the daughter or the, his sister gives him a book, and it's it's on page ten. I think is the one which she even uses, uh, where we find out that there's back owed property taxes on the house. Right. And like a lot, a lot. Time period. Like oh shit, that's a lot now. Yeah, it's like three or four grand. I think. No, I think it was like twenty. Oh, was it more than? Was I think it, it was like twelve. That, I think it was like was twenty thousand. Like five digits, maybe. Yeah, it was like twenty thousand. Okay. Yeah, like, yeah. Mayor Turner, mm, Mayor Turner's yeah, taking our house if we owe that. So, yeah. <laughs> so, and we they they owe a, a significant amount of back taxes, is from what it looks like. We're not for sure who this guy is yet. So let me ask you this. Is Richard's mission from last episode to this episode, is it very it's confusing? Carrying, yes, and it's carrying over, and I don't know what the fuck is happening. Okay, I'm making sure I'm not the only one. It's like a, a play, like a riddle. Like, it's something like a man yes. on a train or something. Like, what are, what is happening? Who are these people that you're just murdering yourself through? Um who is this fucking dude? This what what is happening? How is all of this connected? Because obviously, you know this guy that um that he's going to see does uh, have something to do with the the property taxes on his sister's or you know his family property. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why he goes to this guy. But then there's this whole like story that he tells this guy about how he met this guy on a train and he's paying me a thousand dollars to kill you and his partners his two other partners at a thousand dollars a head and it's like wh- where does it where is that coming from like i even looked up the name of the dude that he said he met on the train it's not even really part of the show like not that i could find anyway okay so it was like what what the fuck what is happening who <laughs> what is this right 
No, and that's what I'm saying. Like, and and that's something I noticed. With I was like, okay, I was like, is this something that happened from last ep- last season? You know that it's uh, we're missing somewhere, but I couldn't find anything. Like, am I, I hit- still don't know what he's doing? Obviously, <laughs> it's something I'm assuming because the writers aren't lazy. Like, let's let's like right. we just I just right. I just got done gushing over the writers and their like conversation <laughs> writing. They're not lazy people. The so, writers are great, but this is ridiculous. <laughs> there's a lot of confusion about this, and and I'm 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 hoping that it's meant to be that way. Right. That it's meant to cause this confusion because we're trying to figure out what's happening. I'm sure it is, and I'm sure that you know the the uh, the reveal is going to be fucking jizz worthy. But it's just <laughs> really crazy right now. I just really don't know what's going on. <laughs> now, when he goes to this guy's house or this guy's office, the, this was my favorite line of the entire episode. Uh, what he tells to the guy because remember he's already assassinated the guy below him, right? And then the guy, the guy, the two people below them is how the episode, the season started when he slit yes. their like throats. Yeah. So he lets this guy live, and he tells them, and I believe this, and I try to write it down verbatim. It's when you go home, to, when you, uh, sorry, when you see your children tonight, remember it doesn't cost you anything. Yeah, it didn't cost you anything. I love that line because yes. so far this whole thing with Richard's story has been about nothing but money. Yeah. Yeah. And so far the two of the characters now have had to deal they've had, their story has brought around about kids because the person he killed right before this guy remember he bought his son right. a present a toy. Yeah. Right. So it's really strange to me his whole storyline how it's going. Richard went from killing the first two people without thinking about a word. Mm-hmm. He let the other guy talk a little bit, kills him, lets right. this guy talk, and lets him and leave. Lets him, yeah, leaves him. So it's, um, yeah, it is very odd. Um, I feel like that progression has happened very quickly. And but like you said, I think it's probably going to be for a reason. I feel like um, once we figure out why this is all happening, it's going to be worth it. Um, I'm still hoping that this has something to do with um, with Jillian. I was going to say, if you say murder Jillian, (laughs) you are so obsessed with him murdering Jillian. I said, I said Jillian because I can't remember the kid's name. But that's oh, really Tom, the, Tommy, Tommy, Tommy. Thank you. I think it's Tommy. Yeah, yeah, Tommy. Yeah. So I'm hoping this has something to do with him. Like, okay, well, yeah, rescuing Tommy and murdering Jillian. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, like I said, so far it's just it doesn't make any sense. I don't know how, but something about him killing that dog. I think it means he's going to kill Jillian. (laughs) (laughs) The dog had blue eyes, man, and Jillian has blue eyes. So that means, and he had two ears, just like Jillian. Oh, (laughs) shit. Um, I, yeah, I, it, but I feel like if it was about Jillian, we would know more about it already. I would think, I mean, maybe, but maybe, but maybe not. We don't know a good goddamn about what it is, yeah, so that's, that's I don't true. know. <laughs> I, it, could, it could be nothing but Jillian at this point. That's very true. <laughs> well, and so, but even talking about um, 
talking about the dog, then we go to so he let this guy go who mm. it's like okay, but he was I think that if he needed to, he would have killed the guy, right? I f- I feel like it too. I f- I think so. So we go from there to his sister's dog that's sick and I believe mm. it's maybe even his somewhat, I think. Yeah, yeah, he he knows the dog. Um, at least knew him from before. Samson, because uh, even says Samson. Yeah, I believe that's the dog's Samson, name. And he's like, "It's me, Samson." He tries to talk to the dog, can, can uh, console him a bit, and he can't kill this dog at all. Right. Which you know, yeah, the, the the dog's sick or dying or whatever. Something. Uh, yeah, we. I'm not for sure right. what, what's happening. And so, yeah, his sister asks him to help her. You know, put this dog out of his misery, and he just can't do it. Can't do it. And so, like, why is that then? Like, there's something going on with his character development. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I mean, he says that he's just he's he's tired of you know he doesn't want to he doesn't want to be part of this anymore. I guess what he means is killing, but which would be understandable considering everything he's been through. But I don't think that this character has so suddenly gained an interest in in uh not an interest but you know has so suddenly been like no i can't do this anymore especially discovered as his like a self-preservation or no no not not self-preservation that's not the right wording but a a new moral outlook or whatever you want to call it especially considering like i said last season with how we left off with him and murdering a whole gang of people (laughs) he was on a vendetta because of tommy he was trying to find tommy trying to murder jillian trying to to make the show better by (laughs) by doing these things and um (laughs) but um and and those things haven't happened yet so right i i cannot imagine that um that that richard's character is done is emotionally done killing because he still has things to kill for okay in this story and we see his storyline basically ends with from what it appears is the people that hired him right are now looking for him that's what we're that's what we're kind of assuming because he he left the book behind Right. With that information. Right. And then we see that those guys have now killed Mr. Beard. And right. I, oh, that's the only thing. That's literally my my note is literally is are these the people that hired him? So I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know who these people are. They're if they were following the same trail um, as him. But I feel like Richard knows because Richard. When he says it to Richard along the lines of, um, we understand you're behind on your blah, blah, your taxes or something, he doesn't say anything. He just hangs up the phone and kind of ca- like doesn't oh. – he doesn't cower, but he kind of puts his head down like, well, it's that time. Okay. Yeah, I think uh, – I, I, I get what you're saying now. I didn't really catch that at, uh, when I was watching it, but that makes more sense that you know it looks like you're behind on this stuff. It would make sense that they would be telling him that because you didn't you didn't kill this dude, even though I know you were here. Right. Like you're behind on your, uh, you know, your fulfillment here. Exactly. <laughs> OK. Um, And that's how his his story ends for this episode, which yes. is it mm-hmm. sucks because I want to know so much. There's 
this his... is going to be one of those things. They're, they're going to just trickle out this info each episode for like the entire fucking season. Just, <laughs> just, just tease. Just fucking cock tease the entire damn season. <laughs> hate it i love it i love it but i hate it you teases (laughs) uh so we'll go ahead then and talk about chalkies which is to me the my favorite uh, story not episode my favorite Mm. story for this entire episode is chalky's story and it can be summed up in one person's name and that is jeffrey wright okay um that's dr nassis Jeffrey Wright, Jeffrey Wright is Dr. Nassis. This was the first show I ever saw him in. I remember that one, I was jealous of his beard because the dude's beard is on point. And I thought it was on point in this show until I watched Westworld. Yeah. And his beard is even more on point. I don't know what this dude does to his beard, what oils he's using, <laughs> but I'm jealous of it because the dude's beard's <laughs> legit. But his mustache. I wish I could grow one like that. <laughs> he has a great mustache. <laughs> that whole fill in. There's none of this little bald patches yeah. that I have. It's amazing. So, but he is. He is such a good actor. And if uh, it, yes. audience, if you don't know who Doctor Narcisse, Narcisse in this, his um, the actor's name is. I always want to say Jeremy Wright. It's Jeffrey Wright. Jeffrey Wright is a phenomenal actor. He is yeah, probably one of the better actors that is on TV and in movies. He's on a bunch of HBO stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure he was in a ton of stuff before this. I just never recognized him from anything. But he was in this. He was also in Westworld. Um, he plays Arnold in Westworld. Yeah. Um, and then he's in a couple uh, made-for-TV movies for HBO. There's one that's out recently that is a phenomenal movie. He plays a uh, gang leader that's locked up for like 20-something years. Um, he was incarcerated for a homicide, does 20-something years in prison, and the whole sh- uh, movie is he is granted parole at the beginning of the movie, and it's his last like um, two weeks or six weeks or something like that in prison. And basically what that last six weeks is like to somebody who has spent – the better part of over half their life locked up Um, as somebody from my, like my career, my profession, I was a prison guard at one point um, working in law enforcement. I really liked that perspective because I was always kind of, I had a different outlook than a lot of prison guards and it's no knock on, on, on prison guards, correction officers, whatever you want to say. But anyways, that movie, um, it's a phenomenal movie. It is a fun. I wish I could remember the name and I'm really sorry. I can't, I'm going to try to look it up. At some point here in the next couple of minutes, I'll try to do a distraction. But <laughs> it's it's a it's a phenomenal movie. He was also actually recently in um, another HBO series. It, it was a mini series. I don't know if they're going to continue with it, but uh, it's called Angels in America. I think. How did you see that? How is it? I have yeah, been meaning to uh, watch Beth it. Watching, I, I watched a good couple of uh, of the episodes. It, it was pretty good, actually. It's um, surprising that the what you think it is. Is it's very different from what you think it's going to be, um, but it's very good and it's got a lot of good actors. It's got um, Glenn, not Glenn Close, the other one. <laughs> Glenn. Um, oh, uh, what's her name? The I like like the other one. Like I have no idea. <laughs> the other one that's almost exactly like Glenn Close. Uh, anyway, a lot of good actors in there, and he's in it, and um, he's uh, he plays. 
this is one of the roles where um, he, he kind of shows that he's uh, as versatile as Gary Oldman because oh. his character is just so completely different from anything else he's played, and he pulls it off so well. Um, I need so, to watch yeah, that. Kind of shows his chops. So it's it is it's a it's a good little miniseries. I think it's like seven episodes. Okay. Um, and yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, really th- weird, but <laughs> but really good. I I've been meaning to watch that. I keep seeing that um, up on um, my the HBO app that I use, and I just I just have not watched it. I keep oh, wanting Al to. Al Pacino, he's in there. That's uh, one of the big names. Al Pacino. Yeah. I don't Al know. Pacino. Al Pacino. Al Pacino. Oh, I thought it was like I thought you were talking about the actor that plays uh, Al Pacino from <laughs> Charlie Al Thunder. I was like, really? The guy from the, the place Al Pacino? It's like <laughs> busted no, up bar. Al Pacino. <laughs> Al, okay, Al Pacino's in it. <laughs> uh, the movie I was talking about, by the way, it's called OG. Um, I looked it up. So, oh, okay, okay. If yeah, okay, I, I did see that. I saw that. Okay. Really, I didn't, I didn't watch it, but I saw the a, a trailer for it or some shit like that. Definitely, I would definitely recommend it. Very good, cool. very good movie. All right, so um, now that we've done our man crush for um, yeah, Mister <laughs> Mister Wright. Um, so Chalky is. I'm trying to think how to word this. I have it in my notes. Like actually, I honestly did an intro for uh, Chalky Story three different ways in my notes because. I'm trying to think how to word it. And I think that honestly what Dr. Narcisse says in this is it's telling of all of the ways I could think about introducing it. So I'm just going to kind of just talk about it. Um, Man, I just don't know. Okay. So, well, first we kind of, and it's not that big of a story. We see that Maybell and um, her boo are still together. And Dr. Friend, Dr. Friend, (laughs) And um, uh, Samuel, I think is his name, Sam, Sam, yes. Sam Samuel. They're still together. Um, Ch- Chalky's kind of like they're at the uh, the Onyx uh, Onyx Club, and they're kind of bragging. Like Chalky's trying to basically oh, yeah. brag Chalky's about what it is himself up. Well, it's because his uh, uh, Samuel's parents are there, so and they're, they're like Mr. Hoity Toity to the max, right? So they're they're having their get together to you know introduce families and. These these kids are going to get married, and this this is you know the the, the introductions of the families, and yeah, uh, Chalky is definitely uh, now that he has something that he feels uh, makes him established. Of, I guess yeah, like this is this is I made it. Look at this shit right here. This is my shit right here, and he fucking he he plays it up like crazy. He's like wallpaper imported from I don't know China or something. Right. Uh sconces not chandeliers but sconces imported uh made made uh custom in Paris and imported and all kinds of crazy. Like he just keeps going on and on trying to show off in front of these doctor parents which you know we and we they're even saw. like looking at him kind of like dude we don't give a shit like Yeah, yeah, even the even the parents of uh, of Samuel are like oh well Looks like you got a taste of the for the high life here, or whatever. And yeah, like they could care less, um, which is you know it's kind of funny because this scene kind of brought back memories of um, when Chalky was feeling just so down when he first met Samuel uh, at that family dinner, yes. and he was just like he just thought he was such a piece of shit, and now here he is, completely opposite. Like he's on top of the world now, and, and- I, it was kind of nice to see that. It was cool to see him. You know, so super proud of what he's done. 
Right. The Onyx Club. And so they have their little meeting, which it, not, not a lot comes from that mm-hmm. that we see. Because um, the next scene we have of them is they're, um, they're getting ready for their performance. Um, well, it's, 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 it's chalky behind the scenes. Um, he, and this is where, uh, I I was on, I believe it was AV club if I remember right. So I got two separate things from AV club for this episode. Mm -hmm. One of them I'll, I'm going to talk about at the very end, but this one I'm going to talk about for this part of it. And I really like what they observe is that there's two chalkies at this point. There is behind the scenes chalky and then there's in the front chalky. And yes. and a lot of this even goes to the racial element of the show, which I thought was interesting. Yes. When Chalky's behind the scenes, when it's with the black groups, the black community, the black performers, the black the the, the black people, right? Everybody, right? He is God, right? Mm. Everybody is God to him behind the scenes, and he knows that. He goes around, you know. He like says little like remarks to people, like the band. Like um, we were ta- we were joking off scene, like what he says to like the band members, like keep the you know, keep your red eyes open or something like that. Yeah, yeah, they're back there, uh, a blue and tea. You know, yeah, what, uh, how they used to put it back in the day. Um, <laughs> You're so hip and cool. <laughs> yeah, you ain't got to tell me, man. <laughs> I know the lingo, but like, <laughs> but like even the girls, he's like, he's like, I know you're gonna tap dollars tonight or or something like that. Yeah, I, yeah, kick high because they're gonna be uh, giving out uh, money tonight or some, yeah, something to that effect. So yeah, I mean, he's 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 back there being himself and um, you know, really getting along with everybody. Everyone seems to respect him because I mean, this is the owner of the club, right? You know, we do what he says. He even gets a <laughs> he even uh, gets a little slap on one of the girls. Uh, behinds while he's walking through, <laughs> like he's uh, <laughs> right. like he's the, the the cock of the walk. Exactly. <laughs> but then, as soon as he goes out front, he is no longer that. Right. And it's amazing to watch that because we get to get introduced back to one of our favorite oh horrible. God, ca- I cannot believe Fuck. this dude keeps coming back. Why is Mister Greasy everywhere? <laughs> <laughs> like this greasy fucker is he keeps coming back. I don't even remember his name, but I know he sells greasy. Silverware. That's all. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is he buying the silverware from the Onyx Club? Like, yeah, right. Yeah, right. He's actually just stealing silverware from all these places. <laughs> he keeps going and reselling it to him. Fucking greasy bastard, dude. Just so greasy. And so we find out he he goes and sees him, and Chalky's like, "Oh yeah," and he's like with the guy, and then the guy's like, "Oh, let me do it for luck." And, like, fucking rubs his head like a fucking piece of shit. Yeah, because, yeah, I mean, at first, uh, you know, Chalky's playing him up. and, and Yeah, like, play know, fi- fighting, quote-unquote, yeah, fighting. Friendly back and forth, uh, like a club owner would do to right. some high rollers coming in or whatever. But then, yeah, fucking Grease Bag goes and starts, like, giving him a noogie or some shit. Like, what are you doing, man? Like, you wouldn't, you, why would you do that? See, I thought why it was would a... you ever do that to somebody? <laughs> I think that it was he did that because he basically because he's white, Chalky's black. It's like a oh, this is luck. Let me rub your hair. You know that this guy still looks down on him because yeah. he's black. Yep. And it is very and and that's what even Doctor Narcisse like. And that's what I love like because to right after this we see that Chalky sees somebody up in the um the upstairs area, the private right. area. And that's where we finally get introduced to Dr. Narcisse. Right. 
And he even makes that quote to him about that. Now we'll, we're going to kind of bounce around a little bit on this, but yeah. um, he even tells him like it's because uh, he's talking about like the people that are proud Libyans and stuff like that. That's mm-hmm. that's who his whole thing is. But um, he basically tells him like you're not there. They don't view you as an equal. You right. are still beneath them at this point. And that's what is kind of being proven by this piece of shit, Mr. Greasy. Right. You know? Right. We do finally get introduced to, um, and as you've already even said it, to uh, what is probably going to be kind of like, we don't know if he's the bad guy, quote unquote, if he's like the replacement to Jip, but it's definitely somebody that's going to be causing some issues or he's something. Be stirring the pot, for sure. Right. Is uh, Dr. Valentin uh, Narcisse. He's the, the person that hired... Mr. Uh, Dicky, I think his name was Dicky. Dicky Pastor. Yeah, Dicky Pastor. He's Either a past, passed on pastor. I think yeah, it was pastor. Okay. Hired him, uh, or worked, or it was his coworker or something like that. He worked under him, and we also see now that the his wife is there, and yes. they're at the Onyx Club to confront Chalky about the, the the about. I believe you called him Dunn. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> it, that his wording, God. Damn, he's such a good actor. <laughs> um, that he done had raped her and then killed her husband because of this. Right. And so they're having their little confrontation over this because even from the beginning, you can tell that Narcisse doesn't really believe the girl. He just more cares about his investment, which is Dickie Pastor. Yeah. He Well, he kind of mentions that, but... I um I didn't think that um I thought he was still on her side as well. Okay. A little bit. He definitely was there because he's pissed that Dickie got murdered. But I I thought he was more, you know, he was still pushing the issue because of his wife. Okay. I don't know. I don't know if I fully agree with that or not. I, I but I, I guess I can't tell. Now, obviously, well, we find out more at, as at the end of the episode. Right. But something about the way he negotiates, even with Chalky, makes me think that he doesn't fully believe her. So I don't know what it is about it. It's just something about the negotiation. I mean, it doesn't okay. matter because by the end of the episode, we know we know exactly what's happening anyway. Right. So, so it's right. not like it fully even matters. Um. So, uh, he, at this point, even Chalky brings in uh, Nucky for basically mediation. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I, <laughs> I don't know how um, else to kind of describe it. He uh, he keeps saying that it you know the the show keeps trying to um, uh, make the point that they're partners in this whole thing that they're they're friends, they're partners, they're equals, and they're, right. they're working in this. Um, and that was on purpose because during the meeting, uh, they're trying to settle with, um, the doctor, uh, about this whole situation because the doctor just lost one of his men. One of his best men is what he says. Right. Um, (laughs) he could just be taking advantage of the situation, (laughs) which I fully believe he is. But, um, uh, during these negotiations, Nucky kind of takes over. And, you know, starts uh, throwing out all of the... Well, 
he starts trying to bargain with him. Yes. But that's only after Chalky starts kind of like going off on the doctor. Like, I can't believe you'd fucking come in here and, he, you know, Chalky starts going off. Which is great. I love that, Chalky. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but you know, the, the whole situation kind of is reinforcing the, uh, well, Chalky, are you really in charge of this club or are you still, you know, somebody else? Are you, are you, is somebody else your master? And Nucky kind of, mm-hmm. you know, takes over the conversation and um, kind of proves that he does still have higher ranking i guess um but then he, tra- and he tries to soften the blow a little bit yeah, by like well 10 percent, or that's my opinion that's my <laughs> yeah that's my suggestion like really really nucky so if if i said no you'd be okay with that no because <laughs> I he so. and i like how he says that after he's already even said it like 10 percent that's my suggestion. Like it's like, bro, yeah. you didn't say my suggestion is ten percent. No, you made the offer, and then yeah. like that's like that half-ass apology. Like, what is it like when someone's like, you know, I I'm sorry, I didn't mean to yell at you, but here's the situation. Like, okay, yeah. no, you yeah. put a butt in that shit. You didn't apologize yeah. to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's exactly what that is. So I'm they trying to be a dick. But, but. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so they finally come to an agreement of 10% of the profits from the Onyx Club will go towards Dr. Narcisse, which right. obviously Chalky's not happy about it. Right. I think the problem that Chalky is going to have, and I think that this is where Nucky is right in this, is you have to realize that if you're going to own a club like this, because Nucky didn't own Babette's. Right. But I believe he was a very big investor in Babette's. Yeah. You will never have 100% of that club because some shit will come along and right. you have to deal with it. Right. And I I think that that's where Chalky doesn't quite understand that. Chalky's thinking, no, this is my club. Nobody owns any of it. Yeah, well, whatever I say goes. it's not going to work that way. Right. And that's just what it is. And this guy, unfortunately it is what it is. He got some leverage on you and then that's what it is. And I I feel like, um, I feel like that's, that's where we're going to see him, uh, really start to shine. Dr. Narcisse. I mean, his, his character is there to start this kind of racial divide between Chalky and Nucky. Okay. Um, he's already yeah. gotten under uh, Chalky's skin, and he's already kind of planted a, a little bug in his ear um, with all of his, you know, Bible verses saying that, you know, well, is, are you really? Or um, what is it that he says when he first meets him? Um, I saw a I saw a slave acting like a king or something like that. Yeah, it's it's uh, that's what he says to him is I saw a a servant acting as an emperor. Yes. Or yeah. a servant acting as a king. And then when he does his half ass apology, which wasn't an apology, it is uh, the Bi- I don't remember the exactly the Bible first, but it's along the lines of an, um, a, a king can't be a servant or something like that. I Yeah. Right. Yeah. So he's obviously there to to put a rift between Chalky and Nucky, which, um, you know, that's. 
that's already been a really a fine line throughout the series. Like there's always been a very, very uh, light balance between right. those two characters. Um, so now we have this character who I feel knows that that's the situation. And so he's just, you know, going to start throwing some grains of rice on one end of the scale to see uh see how much he can tip it over well and it 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 kind of is proven even further um a little bit <laughs> a little bit further down the uh the storyline here right well no and then that's what i want to get you know is then they come to the agreement for the 10 percent, and right. uh duns and him have their little conversation about he because Duns confronts Narcy's like no like basically saying that the, that the girl lied, right? Uh, and what was it? Um, I think he was a Nucky. Nucky is the one that even said like, well, how did he end up in that same hotel room? Yeah, how did uh, how did Dicky know what hotel they were at? How right, did he know what hotel room they were in. Um, which are you know that's a good question. Yeah, <laughs> it's a really good question. And so they're um, tr- uh, not chalky. Sorry, um, Narcisse is driving back to New York with the mm-hmm. um, the, the now widowed um, right. pastor. And at that point, Narcisse is even like asking, like, "Well, what is it that you want to happen to Mister Dunn?" Right. And she's like saying something like, "Well, he cut his head off, or or, or stabbed in the throat, so she I wants want the worse." Same thing that happened to yeah, Dicky to happen to him, except worse. Except worse, <laughs> and he says something because he even says like, "Oh, so I should string him up by a tree or something like yeah. that." Yeah. And then that's when he even asks her like, "Well, now how did he know?" Yeah. You know what had happened, and then it's come out that he even says like, "No, this has happened far too many times." It's like, okay, well, hold on. How many cuckold situations have they gotten <laughs> caught into? First off, that he's saying that this has happened more than once. So they've this, the pastors have obviously been doing this type of shit for yeah. a minute for it to be well known by him. Yeah. So let's go ahead and put the the pastors in a a, a, a little section, and I'm going to call that evil pieces of shit. Because <laughs> if the thing is, if you're into cuckolding, that's cool. Like, that's cool. Like, that's on you. Yeah. Don't force somebody into it, though. Yeah. That's where you're and a, then, that's and where then you're garbage. That, <laughs> yeah, and then say that they raped you just to try to get him killed. Well, no, no, that's not a... And, well, and, I mean, no, that's, that's not still... a... That's not a... And then. It's also... And don't and. also <laughs> yeah. accuse people of raping you. Yeah. When you technically raped them with your vagina. Yeah, exactly. Because that's really what happened. At gunpoint. At gunpoint. <laughs> so... <laughs> piece of shit piece of shit yeah. <laughs> and 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 honestly like when they first got into the car i i felt it i felt it i was like oh yeah shit's about to go down <laughs> like they didn't he didn't even have to say anything they got in the car they were driving like oh shit something's about to happen right now <laughs> it's so tense <laughs> like, i could just feel it so tense yeah <laughs> all right now this gets to my last little thing that i read on av club and mm-hmm. i'll go ahead and forewarning i did not catch this and i'm so pissed at myself that i didn't catch it and both times i watched it okay okay so we've talked about before you know like the the symbolism and stuff like that sure. uh, we talked about what is it N- nucky's muddy footprints right mm-hmm. the symbolism mm-hmm. can be insanely thick in this show sometimes 
when they are this scene of in the car through the we we are it's spoiler alert Mrs. Pastor's dead okay right <laughs> there is a super thick symbolism that happens did you catch it hmm no <laughs> I guess not. This was on AV Club. I didn't catch it until they said it. And once they said it, I was like, oh, shit, it's really bad. <laughs> it's really bad. They take Mrs. Pasher and they drag her name through the mud. Oh. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. It's so obvious I didn't even catch yeah. it. Yeah. She was absolutely all in the mud. Because she literally <laughs> was dragged through. Like It's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I don't know if it's just gotten so thick and obvious. I'm just like, I don't even notice it anymore. <laughs> so that's our muddy footprints on this there one. There we go. It is. Uh, but yeah, so they literally drag her through the mud. And by the way, one of the more graphic deaths that we don't see. Yeah. Yep. Because when you see, so the next morning, it's we, we find out she has been killed. Mm -hmm. And... On on Doctor Narcissa's orders, yep, and it's right in the church or whatever yeah, she's it is left there where the where the mayor was building his new project, and she's just like halfway covered with mud, and it's like in yeah. her eyes and mouth, yeah. and oh my god, yeah, it was pretty. Uh, I mean, it was pretty graphic looking for sure. Like Dickie's uh, Dickie's death was bad, but yeah. I don't know what it is seeing her like it was it was kind of a uh, it was kind of odd uh, it was a bit off yeah and so um, we now are wondering basically what's going to happen out of this because now she's out of the picture she's no longer a threat right so now the only threat at this point is Doctor Narcisse yes um and that's honestly where I that and that's how the episode in and then yeah, that's that's that's, that's where I I end on this. I don't have any other like notes on it. Yeah. Um, was there anything else with Chalky's storyline that you wanted to discuss? Hmm. No, not that I can think of. Okay, um, like I said, you know, a lot happened. Um, he, we definitely got uh, we got more Chalky. In this episode than we have in, in, a, in a little bit. Yes. And I'm super glad for that. I've said it before. Like, we need more Chalky. Well, here we go. And I feel like he's going to be... Uh, well, and you, you mentioned it, too, that he was going to be a big part of season four. So yes. we're here. We're at that part. So that's good. And now you see where I'm saying. Like, it's not a spoiler alert. Now you're seeing, like, okay, yeah. he's going to be a part of this. Oh, yeah. Yep. I mean, he's been a big part of the last the last two episodes. So the first, yeah. the like the last two, the first two, he's been a big part of it. Right. Um. All right. So, as far as Richard's story, then what do you see happening? Fucking, I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> you got me right in the middle. Of, you got me right in the middle of a sip of my beer. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So. Chalky, what do you, you see? Anything <laughs> from that story so far? <laughs> <laughs> so Chalky story, what do you see happening? Out of All Chalky? right, so with Chalky, <laughs> um, obviously, well, like I said, I, I think uh, Doctor Narcisse is going to be the wedge between uh, Chalky and Nucky this season, and um, I feel like that's a that's a division that Nucky cannot afford. He's been um, He's been very good at at least placating mm -hmm. 
um, Chalky and uh, using him to get, you know, uh, support in the black community okay. for a long time now. Um, I think that's going to slip out of his his grasp here for at least a little bit. Okay. At least the beginning or even up to the end of the season. Um, in at, at which point, you know, either he has to make up that that relationship again or fucking i don't know I, i'm sure the uh the climate of the time is gonna have some something to do with um how this relationship goes you know in the next couple of episodes but we'll see we'll see what happens okay all right so that's then all i have for this episode next episode is gonna be uh episode three which is acres of diamonds um uh, we'll let that title kind of sink in on what could possibly happen because I have no fucking idea. So yeah, I know <laughs> baseball. Um, so cool. <laughs> baseball. Oh my god! If they go back and they have Field of Dreams, but with the Boardwalk <laughs> Empire like cast, that would be amazing. Uh, so next episode we should have a special guest on. Uh, we're in talks with some people for the next actually couple episodes, so we're gonna Very see. Cool. Um, kind of change up everything a little bit, get some new perspectives in. Uh, we'll hopefully it works out. Speaking of that, if you want to be on an episode, you know, write in and let us know. We are not picky, <laughs> so um, just write if us. Never listened to the show before. We don't <laughs> care. We have no standards, and that's what I love. To be honest, that's what I love. So. Uh, but no, like seriously, if you want to be on an episode, like uh, send us in. Uh, you can uh, send us an email at bootlegging.podcast at gmail.com. Uh, we're also on Facebook. It's a bootlegging at Boardwalk Empire Podcast. Uh, if you also want to just write to us on Twitter, you can always write to us at bootleg underscore podcast and follow us on Instagram at bootlegging.podcast. So send us anything, you know, let us know if you want to be on an episode, add some notes to it. Trust me, whenever we have guests on, those are our funnest episodes. Yeah. You know, having on the people from everywhere from Eureka Heights, that was still to this day, that is my favorite episode. Yeah, that was fun. So much fun. <laughs> you know, um, anything from that to the um, the special beer episodes that we had with Victor from uh, yeah. Digging Six Feet Under. Those are so much fun. And talking with Lazarus last season, that was a ton of fun. So having people on. And then we even had Bethany. We had Chris's. Yep. Uh, Bethany was on Chris's wife. So much fun having her on. Because yep. having a woman's voice come in and give her account of what she sees. It's so much different than what me and him see. Cause, breaking up the Sausage Fest. Uh, sausage Festival. So Because <laughs> we're idiots. So... <laughs> <laughs> It is so much fun having people on. So please, if you want to be on an episode, if you've ever wanted to be on a podcast or something like that, Gabe, write us. We will get you set up on it. Um, and also, like I said, yeah, send us notes, and we will be more than happy to discuss it on air. Uh, give you a shout-out. Absolutely. We'll give you a shout-out so all five followers will uh, listen to y'all. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, thank you all so much for listening. And until next week, we will do some chinwagon then. Once I rose above the noise and confusion Just to get a glance beyond this illusion I was soaring ever higher